sir. Welcome back to another episode of Teen Titan Wasteland. I'm Hub. I hope you're doing well. How am I doing? Oh, I've imagined you being very polite this morning. Well, thank you for asking. I'm doing very, very well. A podcast that I just guest appearanced on, uh, Ryan Daly's Fantastic Secret Origins podcast just came out, and uh, nice to have somebody else edit me and make me sound quasi-intelligible for a change. That was very nice. And then this morning we got mentioned on the Waiting for the Trade Tumblr blog, which is a really good blog you guys should check out. It's uh, not just because they like me, but because it's funny cartoons that are comic book related, which is nice. But yes, there was a very nice cartoon that discussed Bob Haney's dialogue habits. And uh, at the end, they said that you should listen to this podcast, which, hell, they're not wrong. You should listen to this podcast, if for no other reason than apparently it's playing right now, and, you know, live in the moment person that's listening, listener. Whoo boy, I did mention it's morning, didn't I? Hmm, that would explain these old cobwebs firing around in my brain. You know, like cobwebs do, they fire around. So, let's get down to brass tacks, shall we? We've got a really fun issue that we're covering. Today's synopsis song is submitted by Brad Reed. Make fun of Jeter with a shortstop diss. You can't hit a curve or write a synopsis. Synopsis. Thanks, Brad. And giving us good advice that you should make fun of Jeter. Regardless of the situation, it's just a good time. Really, if you want to make fun of any of the New York Yankees, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Teen Titans, number 45. December, 1976. Written by Bob Rosakis. Drotted by Irv Novick. With inks by Vince Coletta. You can't say no to the angel of death. Or can you? Teen Titan Roll Call. Mal, Speedy, Robin, Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, and Aqualad. The Teen Titans are coming home after defeating Dr. Light. Everybody's in a great mood until Speedy starts being a total dick to Mal for no real reason. He says that using an already existing costume makes Mal a second-rate hero. What the fuck? Pretty strong words coming from a guy wearing a palette-swapped Green Arrow costume. Mal tears off the Guardian outfit, decks Speedy, and storms off. Surely, this is the only time when Mal will sport a new look that only lasts for one issue or less. We flash back to 15 years ago when there used to be a street gang called The Wreckers, who, overall, seem like not a bad bunch of guys. Their leader, Steve, The Wrecker, got drafted by the army and became a demolitions expert. Then he got a little too into blowing shit up and got kicked out of the army. Upon returning home, he finds that his old neighborhood is getting way too fancy for his taste. Not being a big fan of gentrification, he decides that the best way to combat this unsettling urban renewal is to destroy all the new buildings with booby traps and explosives. Okay, I understand that Steve and his pals are the bad guys in this story, but having lived in Portland, Oregon for the last 20 years... Hooray! You go, Steve. You blow up those condos in Whole Foods. You blow them up real good. He puts the old gang back together, and despite being grown up and having become lawyers and having families, the Wreckers decide they aren't so grown up that they can't help their old buddy Steve blow some shit up. Mal calls his girlfriend Karen to bitch about what dicks the other Titans are. She sympathizes and tells him that he's an awesome Titan, but he's not having any of that, and he hangs up on her. Karen resolves that she'll show Mal and those Titans. Hmm, wonder if that'll uh, show up later. Then, shit gets weird. Like, super weird. Like, Haney weird. Mal is caught in an explosion that the Wreckers have caused. 
he gets blown up real good. Azriel, the angel of death, comes to claim Mal's soul. Mal doesn't care for that and sasses Azriel and challenges him to a fight. Then the archangel Gabriel shows up to referee and watches Mal pound the shit out of Azriel. Azriel begrudgingly accepts defeat, but tells Mal that if he ever loses a fight, he will die and Azriel will claim his soul. Gabriel tells Mal that Azriel is kind of a dick and gives Mal a magic shofar, or ram's horn, and tells him that if he blows the shofar, it will even the odds of any fight he is in. What? Mal decides to go after the Wreckers and blows his shofar, which causes Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, and Robin to materialize out of nowhere to even the odds. Then he blows the horn again and summons Speedy and... Aqualad! Hooray! The Marine Teen is a little confused, seeing as A, he hasn't been a regular member of the Teen Titans for like the past 25 issues, and 2, he just teleported into the middle of a city because an acquaintance of his just tooted on a magic ram's horn, but because he is the greatest Titans ever, he pretty much takes it all in stride. What a guy. Also... That shofar seems to have pretty loose interpretation of what represents even odds. I mean, if it's six superheroes versus six middle-aged lawyers and doctors who used to be in a street gang, I'm pretty sure I know where I'm putting my money. Especially if one of those superheroes happens to have C-strengthened limbs. Anyway, the Titans pursue the Wreckers, who have booby-trapped their old neighborhood with bombs and spear guns and shit. Tensions are still high between Mal and Speedy, but they save each other's lives a bit, which is nice. Several of the Titans find themselves inexplicably on the losing end of a battle between the poorly aging Wreckers, but Mal blows his shofar again, which revives the Titans that have been knocked out. The Titans and Wreckers fight each other with predictable results. The battle culminates with Mal beating the living shit out of Steve. Speedy now thinks Mal is great, and is not only stoked to have him as a teammate, but was so impressed with how Mal handles that horn, that he asks Mal to join his rock band, presumably to play the shofar in it. Rad. And joining us once again is my good-for-many-things brother, Corey. Corey, how are you? I am good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I was so happy to read this issue. Yes, it was a delight. It really, I was a little bit nervous after the last one. Mm. The art is definitely a big step up. It's Irv Novik, who we have seen before in some earlier Teen Titans issues. And, damn, this is some straight-up goofy-as-hell shit. I think Rosakis may be out Haney's Haney. I was uh, surprised that it was so weird after the last issue being so formulaic. Yeah, I feel the last issue was co-written by Paul Levitz, who I like a lot. He's done a lot of, like, Legion of Superheroes type stuff and a bunch of other runs. He's a good writer. But I have a new theory that only people named Bob should write the Teen Titans. (laughs) Because this one's by Bob Rosakis, and it's him by himself. And just, like, I feel like after he's like, okay, so I have a vision for what I want to do with this series. I don't want to make it weird and silly and goofy. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe they're like, all right, we'll go with Levitz. You'll establish we'll get a getting the band back together like traditional issue. And then you can go off and do your thing. And I feel like once we got that issue out of the way where they put the Titans back together. Mm -hmm. Damn, we are off and fucking running. Uh, But so I just want to flesh out my Bob theory a little bit. My favorite three issues, I think, are we've got Mal's first appearance. Mm -hmm. And that was written by Robert Koeniger. Mm-hmm. Or Bob Koeniger, if you will. Oh. We got 
I see where you're going with yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, we've got the early Titans goofiness, which I, I don't have a specific issue, but, like, the first three before they got their own series are just so weird and fun, too. And then so many from the early run, Haney run are really fun. But specifically, you've got the LSD balloons issue, which mm-hmm. is by Bob Haney. Mm-hmm. And now I'm putting this one up there and maybe past, uh, not past the LSD balloons, but on par <laughs> with the LSD balloons issue is this issue. By Bob Roazakis. So, we got the three Bobs of mm-hmm. Teen Titans, mm-hmm. and I'm happy we got them. Likewise. So, I'm going to do something a little bit different here. We've already heard my synopsis. What would you say? I want you to give a brief synopsis of what you think happened in this issue. <laughs> Speedy's a dick to Mal. Mm, yep. Not surprising. No, but... A little bit surprising. Thinks he's being funny, but he's really being a dick. Yeah. Basically says you're like a second class superhero because you had to borrow somebody else's abilities and identity and everything. To Yeah, which is bullshit. Total bullshit. We're we're coming back to it. Understandably, Mal's pissed off by this. Sure. Storms off. Yeah. Calls his girlfriend, Karen. Yeah. Um, And she's like, it's okay. And he's like, nah. Anyway. And then uh, some bad guys from a neighborhood are mad that it's being uh, taken over and decide to blow it up. And Mal gets caught in an explosion and buried in rubble and very nearly killed by this to the degree that the angel of death, Azrael, shows up and is like, okay, you're coming with me, buddy. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's some funny dialogue, which yeah. we can get into later. Yeah. And basically Mal says, I'll fight anybody who tries to make me dead. Yeah. <laughs> and Angel Azrael's like, ah, cool, the wager, I like this, this is good. And they're transported to a boxing ring. Right. Um, where uh, where uh, the Archangel Angel, uh, Gabriel referees the fight between Azrael, the Angel of Death, and Mal, who suddenly has become super good at fighting. It's not sudden. Like, I mean, he's always been really good at fighting, but he's surprised at how good at fighting he is. And yeah, they don't explain why. Nope. It's just this thing that happens. Yeah. And so he KOs Azrael, who's understandably really pissed off by this. Sure. And is like, okay, you beat me this time, but the next time you have a fight that you lose, you die. And I will come take your soul. Yeah. And then storms off. (laughs) Right. And Gabriel's like, oh, bummer, man. He's really sore about that. (laughs) You better take this magical shofar, this ram's horn. And whenever you blow into it, you know, only blow into it when the odds are against you and and shit's really bad. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then, and then help will come. And so he's like, ah, cool. And then he blows into it. Then Titans show up and, uh, they're all like, how'd we get here? Yeah. All the Titans, including... Including Aqualad, it was very nice yeah. to see him back and just he, out of nowhere. I know, and also he wasn't just like, "Whoa, what the hell, guys?" <laughs> he was for like half a second, and then was like, "Well, guess I better buckle down and punch some dudes." Yep, and what then, a great guy. He is a great guy. And then and then they they fight with the uh, the wreckers, which is the bad gang mm-hmm. from the old neighborhood. Uh, continues to to escalate. They try and blow up. Uh, some of Bruce Wayne's infrastructure, his his sure. building, and the Titans stop that. Bruce yeah. Wayne's very happy, builds them a new a new clubhouse. Yeah, because of that, and then they're all basically back together. And then and then Speedy was going to quit, and then Mal was going to quit, and then um, because they fought crime so well together, they're they're kind of like they still have their disagreements, but sure. they're not going to quit, and the, and the gang's back together. And, and instead of quitting, what are they going to do? They're going to join a rock band together. <laughs> and Mal is apparently going to play the shofar in a rock band. Yep. And so <laughs> it ends on a pretty awesome note. Oh, man. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. 
No, there's so much awesome shit that happens in this. There is some weird stuff. Well, okay. (laughs) The whole thing is weird stuff. This is fucking bonkers. This is one of the issues that I think I told you about when I was trying to convince you to start. It it is, yeah. A podcast about this series. Yep. Yeah. Just unpowered teenage kid beats the shit out of an archangel. Of death. Who is a dick. Mm Mm-hmm. I like the whole, like, Seventh Seal aspect where, yes, yes, you can gamble with the Grim Reaper, mm-hmm. uh, but it's <laughs> the, the mode of gambling instead of a chess game. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I'm going to say it's a wrestling ring rather than a boxing ring specifically okay. because there are, how many holds were barred in this, would you say? None. You're right. There were no holds barred at all. Mm-hmm. Including uh, dick punching. Yeah, dude! And Archangel <laughs> punches Mel right in the fucking dick. <laughs> Which, when we get to a favorite dialogue, that's, that <laughs> scene is going to show up. Okay. His reaction to that was, was priceless. And he also uses, uh, Azrael uses his wings to like float above Mal and, and beat on him. Like, he's a total shitbag yeah. about yeah. this thing. And he still loses. Mm-hmm. Because Mal is just fucking rad. Now, we have seen Mal is a... There, there are a lot of, I feel like, callbacks to this. Like, Mal's first appearance, he demonstrates that he's a great boxer, mm-hmm. and he beats up a gang member from his old neighborhood, and mm-hmm. that happens in this issue, too. I have said before, specifically in the last issue, I am tired of story arcs where Mal has to prove his worth to the rest of the team. Yeah. And that happened in the last issue. It mm-hmm. happens in this issue, too. Mm-hmm. If it happens like this, I'm fine with it happening every fucking issue, because this was just fucking crazy. It was a lot of fun. But... I am a little bit bummed that he got to wear that guardian outfit for like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like he saved the day in the last issue, mm-hmm. saves all of the Titans. They all congratulate him. Mm-hmm. And then like two minutes later, Speedy's just like, yeah, but you know what? It doesn't really count because that's not really your exoskeleton. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah. Tells him a second rate hero or something. Ah, yeah. Then he's As like, a, no, I was just kidding. It's yeah. not a joke. This that doesn't have the structure of a joke. Mm hmm. It's like, it's like you, everybody has probably had this experience where you hang out with this guy that's a total dick and then always is like, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. There are certain guys that just like, that don't know how to play. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that, that it'll just be like, uh, like, ah, man, that's a fucking ugly shirt. You, ah, ha, ha. And he's just like, fuck you. Fuck your mother. I fucking hate you. He's mm-hmm. like, what? We were just, we were just going back and forth with some insults. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you took it to a crazy new level for no fucking reason. Yeah. And I feel like Speedy's that guy. He is that guy. And, yeah, I'm I'm not cool with that guy. I'm glad he joined a rock band with Mal mm-hmm. playing the show for <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well. Which is, yes, a crazy fucking thing. Yeah. There's, so I did want to bring up, too, I, uh, I recently had uh, an exchange with one of our listeners, uh, Martin Gray, and he had said that in the last issue I had brought up the fact of why the hell is the Guardian's outfit just chilling in the Titans' headquarters. Right. Um, he brought up the fact that the Guardian, Jim Harper, is in fact Roy Harper, Speedy's uncle. Oh. Which is nice, but I still don't feel like that explains that. Like, we're in my comic book room right now. This is in many ways like my clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many of my uncle's clothes are lying around? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. For the uh, listeners at home, and apparently Corey, who is unaware of this fact, none. I do not have my uncle's clothes <laughs> hanging out uh, you have a at large, my clubhouse. There is a large closet. 
You can see inside the closet. My uncle's clothes are not here. I don't know how he dresses. <laughs> you do have some garments that look like they might be from the 1970s. Okay, they are. <laughs> but so... they are not my... Okay, fair point. Thank you. Those don't happen to belong to my uncle. Okay, I figured. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... But I really do uh, thank you for the input on that. And also, I hadn't been sure if... Because I, I, I did know that Jim Harper, the, the Guardian, had been retconned to be... Uh, Speedy's uncle, but I had not th- thought that that had happened until the 90s. Apparently that happened in the late 70s, but the later than this 70s. So at this point... That's the late, late 70s, because this is... This is like six, uh, 76. Okay, just shy of the halfway mark. Yeah. Uh, it, it was in 79 in one of the Superman family issues okay. that we find out the Guardian is Speedy's uncle. Mm. Uh, so that, that still hasn't been established at the point that these issues are mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah. But it is kind of a bummer that, like, he gets to be the guardian for, like, half an issue. Which is, I am going to institute this. Where... What? Mal got a new costume and new powers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set up the air horn for new costume or new powers for Mal, because that crops up a lot, and I don't think we're gonna see any more picket signs. I didn't mean to confuse you. There were not picket signs that you missed yeah, in this I, issue. I was really um, worried. But, yeah, nice to see Aqualad back. That was, that was a good mm-hmm. time for me. Yeah. He doesn't acquit himself great. But, he doesn't but do he, badly. He punches two dudes. Mm-hmm. But then he's... What does he say? He has a really weird turn of phrase where he's, like, fighting two guys at the same time. And he's like, these what? people have claws. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Did okay, I... so you, you got that. So what he says is... He has to fight two guys while Robin's fighting one guy. Right. And he says, just because I wasn't here for the last adventure doesn't mean that I should have to do twice as much work. Now, to be fair, Aqualad has not been there for the past, like, 40 adventures. Right. But it's it's a fine piece of, like, hey, how come I'm doing twice as much work? And Robin says, yeah, but you're just fighting those little monkeys. I've got this big gorilla. Mm-hmm. And then one of the guys attacking Aqualad says, These monkeys have claws! Oh, okay, that's how it worked. That's a, also still still really weird. It's a really weird thing to say. Especially as I believe that is said by a... I think that's the lawyer that's in the records. Because the records at this we, point are like about 40. that a little bit too, because that's a weird... There's a lot of weird shit about the records. First of all... Their name is The Wreckers, because one of them has the nickname The Wrecker. Mm-hmm. They all have nicknames. Mm-hmm. This is what I call a real Mr. Fantastic situation. Mm. The Fantastic Four are led by Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, that's weird. Like, it seems that there's a whole Norm MacDonald sketch that's about that that you should check out if you haven't already. It's that pretty funny, nice, actually. Uh, he... he <laughs> It's basically just Mr. Fantastic going like, all right, so here's the deal. We'll all have names based on our powers. Uh, You're like a big rock-like thing. You'll be the thing. You're invisible. You'll be an invisible girl. And you're like a human. You're you're made out of fire, but you're a human being. So you'll be the human torch. And I can stretch really far. So I'll be Mr. Fantastic. (laughs) Because I have this fantastic ability to stretch really far. And together we'll be the Fantastic Four. There's kind of something similar going on with the Wreckers here, where they all have different nicknames, mm-hmm. but the gang isn't called the Big Al's. The no. gang isn't called the Zazus, the Professors, the, the Mousepieces, the Greeks. Yeah. yeah, the nerd or the lawyer. What's uh, the, uh, uh, the lawyer. The it, mouthpiece. It's He's the mouthpiece, right? 
I think so. It's he the professor. The professor, that's it. And I th- I don't know if it's the professor or the mouthpiece that became the lawyer. Oh, I can see it going either way. I think the lawyer had glasses. Uh, the guy who became the lawyer. So that would make him the professor. But that does mean that in the whole issue, the guy who was nicknamed the mouthpiece mm-hmm. does not say a fucking word. Nope. <laughs> yeah, these guys are like a really bad version of like townies that uh, like they, they have never left the the place they want well except for steve he left uh, he left to go join the army oh, but that's right he, and he was their leader and so so the rest of them sort of they did, grew the fuck up and got jobs and, and like became a lawyer and, they had kids they yeah. raised their children and then he comes back and he's like all right put your strangely reminiscent of varsity letterman jacket uh yeah. game colors back on because the rec where we're gonna fight gentrification the only way that i know how which is by blowing shit up. Mm-hmm. Well, he is the wrecker. It's true. But it seems like they had been establishing them. They've got them being fairly sympathetic characters. Mm-hmm. They've got them, yes, they're street toughs. And, like, yeah, like, they broke a window with a stickball bat. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's up. an accident. Yeah, and then right. they ran away. But then they, like, this guy's hassling children and mm-hmm. stealing their money. And so they beat him up. And mm-hmm. he's from a game called The Sharks, by the way. I saw that. Uh, I was like, ooh, West Side Story. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. But they're set up as like, yeah, they're roughs, but they belong to this neighborhood, and they love their neighborhood, and they take care of it, and they're not bad guys. Yep. And it really seemed like it's like, there's a better way to go about what you're doing here. Sure, we all want to stop gentrification. We understand that the neighborhood's changing, but maybe we can organize different community activities. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's like, Nope, we're gonna fight gentrification by blowing up buildings and killing cops, mm-hmm. which they set up about booby traps specifically with the intention of blowing up police officers. Yeah, and it it escalates so quickly, and it seems like there was supposed to be a moment where it was like, "All right, let's turn it around, and we'll all work together to make the community a better place." But it's like, nope, they go straight on fucking like. 40-year-old juvenile delinquent murder squad. Yeah, and and it was really incongruous too with the setup because he comes he comes back and they're like, "Oh, it's good to see you." And he's like, "We need to do this stuff." And they're like, "No, that's illegal." And he's like, "Dude, we're totally doing this stuff." And they're like, "Okay. Yeah. I guess my job and my kids and everything else doesn't really matter. I'll go blow up a building and kill some cops with you because Yeah, cuz well, times you're a leader. Yep. Well, I really like the idea, too, of their uniforms really do just look like varsity letterman jackets. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, like, as a street gang, <laughs> what activities do you earn your letter in? Mm. Like... Stickball. Stickball. Protection. Ar- arson. Arson. <laughs> hitting people, hitting dudes with a big chain. Chain. Chain fighting. Chain fighting. Uh, probably zip guns. I bet they use zip guns. Oh, probably. Mm. Yeah. I learned what zip guns are recently. I looked that up, too. Yeah. Did we do that together? We did. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Hmm. Uh, if we didn't, zip guns are, like, single-use, like, handmade firearms mm-hmm. that, uh, I guess, gangs used to use. Improvised always... uh, projectile weapon. Yeah, yeah. I had a... Uh, but not like a slingshot. A slingshot's not a zip gun. No, like a gun gun. Like a... Yeah. But yeah, I had always wondered that uh, from West Side Story. Because mm-hmm. uh, they bring knives, we bring knives. They bring zip guns, we bring zip guns. That's like 
zip guns. Like, do the jets have access to space technology? Because I thought it was like a ray gun, maybe. Uh, or they were just going to pretend at each other so hard with some toy ray guns. Mm. That would be kind of an adorable street nicer. gang fight. Yeah. yeah. But I guess I wouldn't earn them their letter. Nope. Uh, the other thing about just because the letter is a W for just a big, like, wrecker, I guess. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the Super Friends outfits that Wendy and Marvin used to wear. The mm. Super Friends, like, teenage mascots. And I was wondering if that guy had just stolen Wendy's jacket. Oh, I don't think he did, though. Probably not. No. I mean, he's a jerk, but... Yeah. Well, there's no but. There is also no mention of the fact that just, like... The Titans have their hands full, hand, trying to handle these, like, 40-year-old lawyers and grocery store clerks and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, it's weird shit. And that Mal is in the fight of his life against Steve the Wrecker, when, really, not 20 minutes ago, he beat the living shit out of an archangel. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, though, that shofar is, uh, is pretty good. He uses it to defend himself from... Steve's chain of destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he plays it in a rock band. Yeah, it's a pretty versatile ramp score. It's got a lot going on, man. Mm-hmm. It also looks a lot like a, a pipe, like a smoking pipe. Oh, it totally does. In yeah. fact, there's a, when we get to panels, there's, okay. there's a scene in which he is. Well, and I think we'll probably be getting to that relatively soon. Um, one of the things that I did want to bring up, though is, well, I'm just going to bring it up because I know it becomes important later. Uh, We get to meet, briefly, Mal's girlfriend, Karen. Mm -hmm. And she is very feisty. And she has a very ominous phrase where she's like, I'll show those titans that anyone can be a titan. It's like, oh, what does she mean by that? Yeah. We find out more of what she means by that. A later man. Oh, that's exciting. I look mm-hmm. forward to it. It's a good time. Uh, but she she's a very interesting character, and we do uh, find out more about her later. I also, there's this scene where Mal is about to fight the Wreckers, mm-hmm. and the specter of Azrael appears in the distance and mm-hmm. says, If you ever lose a fight, you die! Mm-hmm. Or words to that effect. And I wonder if that's supposed to be, like, Mal remembering that and superimposing that image on what is happening. Or just Asriel's a big enough dick that he keeps just popping up all the time. And just, like, any time Mal is about to do anything, remember you could totally die. I assumed it was the latter. Yeah. I kind of do, too. It yeah. seems like it is. Because that guy's such a dick. I know. I mean, I mean otherwise... I mean, speedier friends. Uh yeah, I mean, otherwise Gabriel wouldn't have given Mal the show far. Yeah. Gabriel seems like a solid dude. Yeah. Kind of like bad hair, but like... Sure. I wonder why he needed to show up as a referee in a match that has no rules. With the show far. Yeah. Too. Well, I, I think it just carries that around. It's Gabriel's horn. Oh. Like he's I always got thought a... that was like a fancy, like a French horn or a trumpet or like a, bra- uh. a brass instrument. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just a shofar. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. that's, he's a very old. Yeah, he's a super old dude. Yeah. Like, Probably before they had woodwinds and brass and everything. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, they just had horns. I mean, they could have just made one. Or shells. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah he's, like, hey, God, he's probably got I some like, special power. Yeah, God's like, like, oh, okay. Okay, here's a saxaboom. <laughs> Boom. 
Yeah, yeah. that's probably how that it's works. Like, uh, God, I, th- thank you. First of all, thank you. Second of all, this tuba, it really isn't working for like just my whole like look. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm an archangel. I can I can handle it. I can yeah. It's I, I got great lung though. capacity, but it just looks wrong. Yeah. It, it, can, can you hook me? Some? Fine, you got a ram's horn. It's like, well, I, I mean, like, <laughs> could you meet me halfway? <laughs> this now, bassoon is awful. Ah, uh, oh, that would be pretty cool. Why would a bassoon be awful? Uh, same problem as the tuba, just on wheelie. It's not as big as a tuba. There aren't they super tall? They're pretty tall. Hmm. I need to research my my woodwinds and brass instruments. It turns. Yeah, out. I guess a bassoon is pretty big. Mm-hmm. But so is an archangel. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read? This is maybe getting ahead of ourselves. But did you read the the? I guess I'd call it a PSA on the last page. I did. What'd you think? I found it disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. How so? There's a kid running away from his dad that mm-hmm. wants to beat him, and Superman shows up, and he's like, oh, thank goodness you're here to rescue me from being beaten by my dad. And Superman says, well, <laughs> the law says it's fine for your dad to beat you as long as he doesn't injure you. But you guys should probably call this helpline anyway. <laughs> Work out your problems. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. It's so, a weird message. It was a different time. It <sighs> Is it, who is the intended audience for that? Is it the, the so the readership is probably like adolescent boys? Yeah. Right? Well, it's a weird. It was a series from a series of of PSAs that they were doing that I think were like justices for children too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, that kid's really freaked out. He's like running he's away, and the dad out. is chasing him, and it's not like he's going to get a spanking or something. It looks like something pretty. Well, awful and the dad really does like. I'm his father. I have a right to hit him. Yeah, I had I had read it more as Superman just, like, mediating and being like, you guys need to work out your problems. And I saw him as more lecturing the dad, because he does say, the law allows parents to use physical punishment, but does not allow a parent to injure a child. Yeah, and he tells them to go get counseling. You're right, he is... Stop running from your father. He's not right. legally allowed he to put you in the hospital. Tell you what, we'll have him hit you less hard. Yeah. How about that? He's not going to leave any marks. Right. How about this? He'll use a sack of oranges like Bing Crosby used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a weird message. You, you, are, you are right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> to have uh, Superman trying to mitigate, but still to a certain extent condoning child abuse mm-hmm. is problematic. This lovely story is bookended strangely by a, a very, I don't know if charming is the right word, but a pretty cute, whimsical fruit pie ad and then this, this I found this, it charming this really dark like it's okay to beat your kids ad at the end yeah yeah, it's not okay to beat them hard mm, but it is okay to beat them you just yeah. can't injure them right <laughs> how do you define injury it's like ah that's just a fat lip I wonder if Superman too is just gonna be like alright why don't you hit me as hard as you were gonna hit your kid and then he's like, no, that's nothing. Because <laughs> uh, he's super really fine, kid. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. And then, yeah, like the dad just... Yeah. Just clocks him. Yep. Yeah. Terrible. Awful. And Superman really needs to tighten up his ship. Yep. <laughs> yep. That ship's not tight enough. No, he's, like, he's got a loose ship. Yeah. He's in a sink lips. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. That's, that's unsettling. Yep. 
We're going to unsay that. <laughs> I just unsaid it. Wow. Yeah, that's a real Mr. Mixtapiddle thing. Yeah, the power yeah. of radio. Mm-hmm. Or podcast. Yeah. All right. So, what was your favorite dialogue? <laughs> I have a few, but when the Archangel of Death punches Mal in the privates, yes. his exclamation is, Woof! Foul blow! <laughs> but, like, they spell woof like W-O-O-F with, like... Yeah, a, with uh, three like, O's. Like, yep. Woof! Yeah, he really does punch Mel right in the dick. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool at all. Okay. Uh, I had a couple. The, uh... <laughs> These monkeys have claws was one of them. <laughs> because I think that is the professor that says that, too. Uh-huh. It was weird how the records were a very multi-ethnic but still all white gang like they they made like there's the greek Greek and the italian and there's the italian and then there's uh big al was uh had a very stereotypically jewish name Mm -hmm. because it was like big al ginsberger and janet zasu pitt yeah and then steve macchioni is supposed to be italian like like it's uh hey yeah it's like nice that all of the races can work together as long as they're white yeah 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 yeah, but I, I liked the uh, the monkeys one. But I think my favorite is oh, right think. when Mal gets blown up and maybe dead. Azriel shows up and says, "Azriel, the angel of death, come to claim your soul of life." Mm. Which, dude, just say soul. Yeah, uh, or claim your life. But Mal's response is to say, "Go on, who do you think you're jiving? I'm not ready to die, and I'll fight anyone who says I am." Mm-hmm. I really like the idea of you've just died. Those are fighting words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that written down as well. Yeah. Uh, what What else did you have? I have a a couple more. One of them <laughs> is is also from Mal, who really shines in this issue. I gotta say. Yes. And he is uh, responding to to Speedy when he calls him a name, and then he says something funny. And uh, the sentence is, "You said it, Arrowhead, and here come the boobies." <laughs> Which, okay, to be fair... Taken out of Speedy context. Has, which you just have. To be fair, <laughs> Speedy does say booby traps. <laughs> but yes, Mal does in fact say, here come the boobies. <laughs> it made me chuckle and I had the context. So. Yeah, it made me chuckle too. Uh, one of the <laughs> other things that that Mal said, which I also really appreciated, was... Speedy is about to step on a manhole cover that has been booby-trapped. Mm-hmm. And Mal tackles him and gets him out of the way and saves his life. Speedy says, an ambush, and you saved my life? And Mal goes, we all make mistakes. <laughs> Ooh. Zing. Zing, indeed. Yeah. He gets as good as he gives that, Mal. Mm-hmm. There is also, we've talked a bit about Roy being kind of a dick. There's a point where the Titans are about to split up into different teams after Mal has summoned Aqualad and uh, yeah. Kid Flash. Mm. Well, there's a couple. I know what you're reacting to. But I do like the fact that Speedy's like, hey, okay, so I'll go with Kid Flash and Robin. And Robin's immediately like, Oh no 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 no! I was I have plans. I'm gonna use uh, Kid Flash and Aqualad. Sorry, I've got this whole thing planned out. Mm-hmm. He did not have anything planned out. No, he, just, he did I, not I use those guys effectively. He just did not want to go with Speedy. Uh-huh. And then Speedy's like, "Okay, I guess it. I guess me and Wonder Girl are stuck with 
Mal. And he, re- I, I think the reason he like spaced it out was because he realized that he was putting his foot in his mouth again. Mm-hmm. But still, what a shitty fucking attitude. Yeah. And Mal's just like, just takes that and is just like, yep, you guys are stuck with me and here's what we're doing. And yep. he really takes leadership and yep. I appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, Speedy's a real shit bird. Yep, he's a real piece of shit. So, um, speaking of Robin, there was just one more little phrase that he, yes. he had that cracked me up, which is um, towards the end. He says, I'm having a brainstorm. <laughs> I like that. Too. Which you don't often hear, or you never hear it said that way. Very rarely. Yeah. I've never heard that before. I think I have. I'm having a brainstorm. I'm having a bit of a brainstorm. Oh. Yeah, that's how you say it if you're classy. Intrigued. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so favorite panel. Ah. Uh, uh, this is all. This whole issue is pretty mouse centric, and that and that's reflected in in some of my choice mm-hmm. of panels as well. And two of my favorite ones are ones in in which he's using the the shofar to to summon the titans. Okay. And um and the first one is I I believe when he first uh, no maybe it's the second one he says here goes something and he he blows into it. Yeah. And um it's just it just looks cool. It does look cool. I I, I like it. It's a cool looking horn too. And and then the one after that is I I called it um, Mal summons Titans chilled out and it's like he's not chilled out he's like buried in rubble so it's it's pretty bad but like he's totally like reclining and he's blowing into the shofar but it does mm-hmm. kind of look like he's just like smoking like he's a just giant smoking bowl. a pipe yeah. yeah I get that my two favorites also somewhat Mal centric um, one of them is it's from his fight with Azrael and it's of him just backhanding Azrael <laughs> which is right before then he does the uh, I believe in pro wrestling, it's called a double axe handle. Uh, where oh, you, yeah. Yeah, clasp your hands together and then bring them down into motion. And that's how he ultimately KOs the Archangel. But right before that, he just backhands Asriel mm-hmm. yeah. and just kind of slaps the shit out of him. Yeah, I always and that's that, a pretty cool thing to do to an Archangel. The Captain Kirk is what I always think of that. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did that a lot. He did do that a lot, but I, I think of the judo chop as being specifically judo more chop. of a... Yes. Yeah. The other panel that I had was where Azrael, the dickhead archangel, is just showing up and being like, Remember, Mal, if you lose, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is the first of many times when that will happen to Mal. Yeah, I also I also had the, the first instance where Mal's talking to Azrael and giving him the, Go on, man, yeah. like, get out of here. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I really like that he sasses the, an archangel. Yeah. Well done. What do you got to lose? Which brings us to, and I suspect there will not be a surprise here, but uh, your favorite Titan? I wrote down Mal, Mal, and Mal. Mm. I'm going to argue with you slightly. I'm going to say Mal, Mal, and Aqualad. Of course you are. (laughs) (laughs) He shows up out of nowhere, doesn't know what's going on, and just is immediately like, all right, I'm on board. What are we doing? I guess I'm a Titan again. It's good sport. Um, Fauna Claude monkey. Done. Done babysitting. I'm done going to college in Scotland. Doesn't whine about not having water. Around. Yeah, no, just uh, got a good attitude about everything, and I really appreciate that. Although, of course, Mal is my favorite here. He beats the shit out of an archangel. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, as just good times. Good times. It is kind of weird that he summoned Aqualad, where like he barely knows Aqualad. They just all show up. I don't think he controls who shows up. He blows into the horn and it just does its thing. Oh, I thought he had more uh, agency over it. Fair enough. I assume so. I don't, I don't know. It is kind of a weird power to have. Just like, 
I, I wonder if it will manifest itself in different ways. If it's like, because it seemed like it's like if you blow this, then it will even the odds of any fight you're in. I thought it would just make him stronger or something. Yeah, or you know, perhaps it would summon people to assist you that are 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 much more appropriate for whatever the sort of struggle you're in is going to be. Yeah, that it would be yeah more more themed. Like, oh, okay. Or, like, give you equipment or something like that. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe it will manifest itself that way in different uh, subsequent issues. I, I would be kind of surprised if it if it does. But honestly, I have not really read ahead at this point. Ah. So we have reached... I, I have the issues, but I've been saving them uh, as a special treat. It will be new for both of us. Indeed. But yeah, man, what a fun issue. Uh, I, I don't think we touched on it at all other than to say that it was much improved. I really enjoyed the art in this. It's, it's not as good as the Nick Cardi stuff. Uh, it's still... The Titans themselves seem a little bit overly muscled and less teenagery and more just like kind of stocky The faces are a little, dudes. A little bit wonky too, but they're... It's, but it's, it's so much better than the last issue. It is. Um, and I, I really do like Irv Novik and I think it is kind of nice to have an older artist who had worked on the title before working on it. And the cover is great. It's by, uh, again, by Ernie Chua and inked by Vince Coletta and nice stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go what Aqualad's up to because we see what he's up to. That's right. I I guess that's, that brings us to the end of the issue, Corey. Was there anything else you wanted to say? Uh, well, I, I kind of want to hear the band because... I totally want to hear that band. I'm led to believe by this issue anyway that the only sound that the shofar can make phonetically is taki or taki or <laughs> that's how they write it yeah no that's a pretty good that's a fresh sound thanks that's i can see why roy would want to be this <laughs> fucking rock band <laughs> yeah that's gonna be interesting i am pretty curious about that myself mm-hmm. i bet they just make him play a saxophone or some shit probably so probably so but yeah no that's it that's a very good point Anything else? Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe we should touch on the fruit pie. That there is a pretty good fruit pie. Ed, it is the Joker, and he uh, he steals some fruit pies. It's pretty great. All right, all right. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's uh, we are definitely in the fruit pie era of DC comics, mm. and not just DC comics. In the Marvel comics, it would be Marvel characters, and the DC comics, it would be DC characters. It's uh. Oftentimes it will be special villains, like in the last issue, that are brought in just f- is it created other, uh, for the fruit pie. But sometimes it will be a hero and a villain. This is the Hostess product exclusively? Yes. Did they not have other things at the time? I no, no, no. They would sometimes do Twinkie ads. They oh, would okay. sometimes do cupcake ads. But fruit pies, I think, were kind of what they were starting with in these specific mm. ones. You're right. It is two fruit pies in a row. Yeah. Seems weird. No, I have very specific memories of Aquaman thwarting a Twinkies-related crime. Oh, um, thank God. Yes. God bless that man. <laughs> that Aquaman. He strengthened limbs. Mm. <laughs> Using them as only he can. And his youthful work. Indeed. Also can. But yeah, no, it's, it's good. There, I think the reason, normally it would be either a hero fighting a villain in mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, but this is just the Joker. Which I think is, this is around the time when the Joker was launching his solo series with DC. Which uh, is one of the very few instances of a villain getting his own series with DC. The other being, I believe, Cobra. Um, which was a snake cult leader dude. 
uh, who also had a DC series in the 70s. Both very short-lived series. Inspired by the James Earl Jones character in Conan? Potentially. I mean, in that I think we all were. It was very inspired. Thulsa Doom was a very inspiring figure. He did a good job. He did lost, lose me at the, the human stew part. That was pretty gross. He made a human stew? Well, his, his minions did. Oh, yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. What part did he have you for? Um, his haircut? Just his gravitas. <laughs> he did. He, well, yeah. Hey, you dude, want gravitas, kind of you go get James Earl Jones. That's what you do. Yeah. Fair so enough. The haircut was awful, too. That was a really bad haircut. Yeah. Just, yeah, long, straight. Bangs. Bangs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He made it work. Indeed. So, thank you so much for joining us. This has been another episode of Teen Titans Wasteland. We are coming towards the end of the original Teen Titans series, and I do value your feedback. Uh, right now... I think we are leaning towards probably continuing on with the new Teen Titans stuff with maybe I can just call him Bob Wolfman and it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous about it. I don't know if it's as much as fun a series as this run and perhaps alternating that with with Power Man and Iron Fist or Ooh. as it's early called uh, Luke Cage Hero for Hire. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be fun. So I think that's kind of what we're leaning towards doing when this ends. Uh, The last issue of Teen Titans is number 53. So we are coming right up on it. We might take a little break in between that. If you have any ideas as to what we should call the new show if we do do it that way, and I am aware of the fact that I did just say (laughs) do-do, then please uh, drop us a line and let us know. Uh, The email is ttwasteland at gmail.com. And there are many other ways to contact us. Facebook, Tumblr, etc. But yeah, uh, we will keep doing something. I'm just not entirely sure what. And if you have other suggestions, please let me know. We've gotten some really nice feedback in the last week from uh, Edward, from Martin, from Brad. And I, I really appreciate hearing from all of you guys and look forward to hearing from you some more gotten some really good suggestions um some of the things that we're going to do for bonus episodes for our patreon donators um and i think the bonus episodes from here on out we'll do a couple more that are just for general consumption but we are going to start putting out some special ones that are just for patreon donators that will be available through different means so if you'd like to become one of those people patreon.com backslash tt wasteland yeah this was fucking rad i love this issue it, it bodes well for the remainder of the Rosakis run, and I'm looking forward to it. It was like a pie not made out of steel. You liked it? I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Taki or... Taki or us, everyone. <laughs> and they knew it. The Joker as the Cornered Clown. We know you'll hold up in that building. Come out with your hands up, Joker. And have you tossed me back in a padded cell? I may be crazy, but I'm not stupid. (laughs) I still have a trick up my sleeve. It's like the old movies. You be the Keystone Cops, and I'll throw pies. Duck! Duck nothing! 
These are hostess fruit pies. Oh boy, cherry. Yum, apple. Now, while their guard is down, I'll sneak out and... Our guard is never down. Not even while eating this tender cross and real fruit pie filling. He's back to Arkham Asylum for you. One question for you, Joker. Why didn't you keep any of these fruit pies for yourself? Because I don't like them. Wow, he is crazy. You You get get a big delight in every bite of Hostess Fruit Pies. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff (laughs) Parents and children both have rights and duties to each other If a family is having trouble There are many places to go for help Family counseling can be arranged Through your local mental health agency Child welfare office Or juvenile court This was not funny Nope (laughs) Alright we will not do this (laughs) 